Okay, first of all, Farlachen Lechtagim Chanukah, On the outside, Chanukah is 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 jadels and latkes and parties. On the inside, Chanukah is all tire. It's all tire. Chanukah. It's the Nitzachan. It's the victory of tire. That's why I always, all the years, I'm, I'm asking why is it the yeshivas give off Chanukah? I mean, I want the children to enjoy, but. The whole Indian that I'm talking about, they're older. Chanukah Davka, there's more learning. The whole, the whole, the whole of Chanukah is the Ayantar of Torah. So, Baruch Hashem, we were able to get together. I want to thank my good friends, Carolyn Khan and David Levy, for once again opening up their home. And it's good to sit next to the Menorahs. We should sit, we should be able to, we should be able to see the Menorah in the base of Mikdash. Okay, we're learning to say for Bulvavi Mishkan Evna. This whole uh, it's, it's a whole adventure trying to get more swarm. So I know that there are a few people that asked me last time. Supposedly there there was somebody that brought, I'm just tracking them down. Like I I was hoping to get it today and I was in, I was in Brooklyn this morning but I couldn't make the connection. There's somebody that brought five thousand swarm that the of these that they're giving them out. So the ones who waited longer are probably going to get them for free. Somebody got five thousand swarm. It's a whole thing to get them to get a few of them. One page Yudchas. So in the meantime, you can look on with somebody. Of course, we're talking about Kirvas <coughs> alakim litay. The closeness to Hashem is is the purpose of our existence. His closeness to Hashem is We're going to move quickly. The tzaddik here is explaining what it means bechal to be close to Hashem. And obviously, it's not the same thing as being close to other things. Person is close to something. The British one is everywhere. He's going to talk about that. What does it mean to be close to Hashem as well, who's everywhere? And it's the tachas of our lives. And we have to know what that means. So let's go very quickly. This concept of being close to the Creator. We learn that the whole tachlis of man's life in this world is to be close to Hashem, to be attached to the Creator. Now, if that's the tachlis of, of our lives, we obviously have to find out what does that mean to be close to Hashem. What does that mean? What exactly, since we already understand that to be close can mean many things. And he's going to talk about this a little bit more. That's why, he, to drive home this point, he, he reviews this a little bit to make sure that we chap it. That's why we can go very quickly here. So we need to understand, What does it mean to be close to Hashem? Until it's become clear to us, until we understand what, is the, what does that mean, what is closeness to God. What does it mean? We have no way to achieve this closeness if we don't know what it means to be close. What exactly are we supposed to be doing? As we already learned last time, we know that the mitzvahs are somehow supposed to get us close to Hashem. Yet we've been doing the same mitzvahs for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And most of us don't feel anything different than when we first did them. As a matter of fact, if you ask most Balat they felt closer when they started doing them. When I say Balachuva, so I mean because the Balachuva, they were driven and they were motivated and they had that initial excitement. 
and if they're able to sustain it, that's gewaldic. Those of us who are fortunate to be from, from birth could be that we haven't felt it at all, ever. At least the Balachuva had it at some point. The, the from from birth, as much as I detest that term, but those who were raised in from families, they can be doing mitzvahs their entire lives, and they never really, uh, they don't really know what that means to be close to Hashem, but to feel close to Hashem. So he says, that if we don't know what it is, then obviously, if we don't know what exactly that means, then obviously the, the means of getting there, if we don't know what it is, the objective, the goal, then how are we supposed to know how to get to that if we don't know what it is? For this alone, to know, to know, to understand, to understand what does it mean to be close to Hashem and how to achieve that? A person should be willing to give to pay millions. I mean, that's an Israeli way of saying, you know, to give everything you can. As kol ruchusha, all that he owns. For kol zayis lama kim lebar lada mahi kibes Hashem. Now, if someone tells you, I know how you can get close to Hashem. I know the means of getting close to Hashem, and a person would, would give everything to get close to Hashem. There's only one problem. He doesn't know what that means to get close to Hashem. What does that mean, bichla? And since Kirvas Hashem, we already learned, is the Tachlis of life, close to Hashem, he doesn't even know what the Tachlis is. It turns out that most of us simply, like they say now in America, don't have a clue about, about how, to, how to actually live in accordance with the Tachlis of our you created. We don't even know how. Or what? Or what that means? Or what it consists of? So what's the purpose of being alive? If a person doesn't know what life is and what's the tachlis of life, and he doesn't know what his avayd is, the days of his life. Meaning, if I don't know what Kirvas Hashem is, if I don't know what it means to be close to God, am I going to like stumble upon it? Yeah, that happens sometimes. You don't know something, you just stumble upon it. And he explains. Will I just become close to Hashem on my own? Will it just happen? Like they tell many people, just keep on doing these things. Just keep on doing the mitzvahs and you'll be close to Hashem. And I, I myself, and, and I'm sure all of you, have been trying to be faithful soldiers and move on. Uh, with this project and we're waiting for that day where we're going to wake up all of a sudden and we're going to say I think I'm close to Hashem <laughs> but, and, and that's what they always told us we asked that Rabbi what, how, what's going on like when is this just be quiet just learn but when what, just, just keep on you'll see it'll happen you'll see it'll happen I don't know when does that happen how does that happen so he says <laughs> so at some point you know how we start to think well there are some people who are just naturally religious like you know when Shuli had those people like you look at the person and you say wow that's, I wish I could be that way and you just you're just one of those that are not so we begin to look at it like like it's something like in the genes either you, either you there are some people that have this chromosome that's called Kivas Hashem God closeness whatever that number chromosome is and, and I guess I'm just one of the miserable you know uh, the miserable many who don't have that, that chromosome for being close to Hashem. Because I'm doing all the mitzvahs. I'm trying to stay away from my values. And I don't feel anything. Nothing's happening to me. So will this happen on its own? Is this something that's going to happen that I don't have to know what it is? I don't have to know what it is and it'll just happen? 
I don't have to figure out how to acquire it. Almost like a little kid learns how to talk. The kid's not worried about language or, or how am I going to learn how to talk. The kid just, you know, uh, you, you stay around long enough. The kids hang around in the house and they're talking English. So the kids must talk English. So we figure if we hang along, if we hang around long enough, like uh, with religious people and with mitzvahs, so we'll end up being religious and feeling something. Once a person knows with certainty, and you have to learn to understand this, and once a person knows and it's clear in his, in his mind and in his heart that it seems quite certain from Tanakh and from all the Svarm that the purpose of my existence is to be close to Hashem. Now that, I've seen, now that we can, we, we've seen a thousand sources that tell us that the reason you're in this world is to get close to God. So the next step, obviously, is to find out, so what does that mean to be close to God? Now that they've told me that that's the tachas of my life, what does that mean? Only when a person knows exactly what his destination is, many could figure out a way how to get there. He says, we could use an example. A person's traveling from Yerushalayim to Bnei Brak. Imagine if you get on the bus in Yerushalayim, you don't know you don't know that you have to go to Bnei Brak, and you don't know whether this bus is going to Bnei Brak. You just know that you have to you have to go someplace, but you don't know you don't know where. So So how are you going to know the derech to go? How do you know, how are you going to know which bus to get on, where to go? Ain't it could be that that really the place that he needs to go is not Bnei Brak. He has to get to Tzvas. Then he has to figure out how am I going to get to Tzvas. But you have to know where you have to go. You have to know your destination and what and what is it that's waiting for me in Bnei Brak, or if it's not Bnei Brak, and what's waiting for me in Tzvas, wherever it is, I have to go. And then you can figure out. Okay, I need to get to I need to get to Bnei Brak. And and how do, and then I ask and how do I get to Bnei Brak? You know so I need to get there. That's where the tachlis of my life is. To, I'm I'm going to find the tachlis of my life. I'm going to I'm going to be able to live my life to its to its fullest. And, to, and I'm going to be able to live for the purpose of my existence if I get to Bnei Brak. Then I can start to ask, how do you get to Bnei Brak? A person first has to know what's where, where do I have to go. Then I ask, and how do I get there? Now, so what is Dveikas? I want to know what exactly is my destination? What does that consist of? To be Dvek to Hashem. What does it mean to be Dvek to Hashem? Once I know what Dveikas to Hashem and closeness to Hashem means, in other words, once I know what my address, what the address is, what the objective is, what the goal, so then I could begin to ask, so how do I do this? How do I go about accomplishing this closeness? It can't be. Could it, it's not possible to say that, that we can't that we can't possibly understand what kirvas Hashem means. Could it be that God forbid Hashem is demanding something of us? He's expecting something of us, to, and, and we can't understand what that is. Like many of our teachers and rabbis just told us to be kind to the mitzvahs. We said, well, what do you mean? But, but what about this thing about being close to Hashem and feeling close to Hashem? Well, that, and he'll talk about this, and well, that's not anything that you can understand. You're not ready to learn that. And that, that's, you know, the Kabbalah, that's something else. You know, that's only big tzaddikim. How could that be? It's the tachlis of our lives. 
Obviously, this must be something which can be understood, and we're going to learn this, Mamish. This is something which can be understood, closeness to Hashem, what that means, and then the means of achieving that goal must be able to be understood by every single one of us, because the Baruch Hashem told that the tachlis of a Jew in this world is kivas Hashem, and he means every Jew. We have to know, what does it mean, uh, Kivas Hashem? If a person doesn't yet know exactly, what does it mean, Kivas Hashem? It's not like you're missing a little detail. A person can still be a Jew if he's not 100% sure about how to use the Blach on Shabbos, you know? He could still be a Yid. He's just having some technical difficulties. He, and he, he doesn't know, you know, he doesn't know, like with the menorah, where I put it in the window, they put it by the door, how do I lie? Just say that. These are, the, these are certain pratim, these are certain details and technicalities now serving God that we have to know, and we have to try to find out to do the best, to do the right way. But this is something else. If you don't know what Kirvas Hashem means, he says, Elazau chaisi diya bukal then you don't know the whole purpose of life. Then you don't know the essence of life. The whole tachlis of everything we're doing is to get close to Hashem. Since the tachlis of man's life in this world, the tachlis called ma'isei adam elamazeh, and the tachlis of every single thing that I'm doing in my life, all the learning that I'm doing, it's not stam an intellectual thing, and every single mitzvah that I'm doing, even my eating, my sleeping, everything that I'm doing, it's not even, it's not a mitzvah, it's just things of my life. All of that is all for the purpose of attaching me to Hashem. If we don't know what it means to be attached to Hashem, then you don't have a clear understanding of what's the tachas of your life. Then all the things that you're doing, even though it's very sweet and very and very uh, wonderful that you go about doing these things, but Lamaisa, they really do become it's uh, they do become at some point as we grow up, they they become really empty, empty, not meaningless, but they become empty actions. Since a person can learn Torah and keep mitzvahs, he doesn't know where exactly is this all supposed to be taking me. So the way that we normally figure is like this. I don't know what any of this stuff means. I don't know what it means to be close to Hashem. I don't know how to get close to Hashem. I just figure that if I do all this stuff, that after I die, I'll be close to Him. Right? That's what, that's what we usually settle into. At some point, after this life, then I'll be close to Him. That's the most ridiculous, crazy thing in the world. The tachlis of this life is to be close to God. There's a reward after this life. That's not our Indian. That's not our business, we'll say, after this world. We don't know anything about that. But the tachlis of this life is to be close to Hashem and to feel the closeness to Hashem. That's the tachlis of our lives. She says on page Chav, Let's learn a marshal. Adam chasadir. A person doesn't have a place to live. He doesn't have a dira. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't own a house. For 20 years he's saving. Every month he's able to save a, a, a small amount. Until after 20 years, he's already gathered a, 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 an amount of money. Now he's finally able to afford 
a house. After 20 years of, of saving money, he's able to afford a house. Now he has this entire amount of money. And he goes out into the world holding on to this money. Right? To buy a house. So if he's living in our neighborhood, he goes outside with, you know, $750,000, a million dollars to buy, a, you know, a two-bedroom studio or something like that. But he walks out with, with this money in his hand to buy a base dira. Ulam, who any There's one problem. He doesn't know, where do you go to buy a dira? Like, where do they sell diras? Where do you buy a dira? Where do you buy a house? He sits down, he tries to think, where would be a good place for them to sell houses? And he can't think of any direction to take, where exactly is he going to go to find out to buy a house? He goes and speaks to some friends. And they refer him to people who are involved in this Indian of, of, of selling homes. He ignores the advice of his friends. The friends are trying to sell, send him to a uh, to a real estate person, to the newspaper ads, to look to go to someone that they heard is selling house. He ignores all of these people. Right? He, he ignores their advice to go to people who are involved in this business of selling houses. And instead, he sits. He continues to sit in his in his chair, trying to figure out where do they sell houses. Maybe here, maybe there. The and he drays around from one place to another. And he's walking around with a million dollars, and he doesn't have anything. It's very sad. He has a fortune of money. He has every penny that he needs to buy the most beautiful, comfortable house in the world. He has every single penny. And it's in his hand. The dira Ainlo. And he's going around for 20 years, another 20 years, looking around for dears. Where's there a dira? I don't see any dira. The dira Ainlo. He has all, of the, all that he needs to buy the dira, but no dira. He doesn't know where they sell dears. And that's how we are. A person who is keeping all the mitzvahs, he's got fortunes and fortunes of stuff saved up in his hand. He's got all these Shabbos and Yantivs, and he's got, you know, it's a man, he's got the, the Tfilman and the Tzitzis, and all of these things, whatever, all these chasadim and nice things and good, kind acts, and all these great things the person has accumulated, because they told him that, that if you get all of this stuff, if you get all of this stuff, then, then you're going you're to be close to Hashem. So he says, so this person has all of these mitzvahs, and he has all of this learning. Yesh lo'lodem Talmud Torah mitzvahs. He has lots and lots of learning that he's done, and lots and lots of mitzvahs. Ulam ho'eni yadeh, ketzad kainim em Torah mitzvahs, eilu as ha'dulvavi miskan evne. But he doesn't know, he doesn't know with all that he's, with all that he's accomplished, with all of his Torah mitzvahs, he doesn't know what, he doesn't know where do I acquire a heart that's filled with the love of God. Where do I acquire this Bilvavi Mishkan Evna, building a Mishkan of closeness that Hashem's Baruch should dwell inside of me? That I should mamish feel His presence in my life, which is a tachlis of all that He's been doing. All I'm doing for all my life is Torah mitzvahs. I'm learning, I'm doing mitzvahs. And all of this is what? Is to be close to Hashem. And I don't know. I don't know where I do that and how I do that. 
don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. He says, with all my Torah mitzvahs, how do I acquire the, the Bilvavi Mishkan? It must be that I have what I need because I'm following all the instructions. So it must be that I have the right stuff. What I've been doing is the right stuff. So then, how do I transform this into Kirvis Hashem? Where do I get the Kirvis Hashem? How do I accomplish that Kirvis Hashem? With all my Torah mitzvahs, I don't feel close to God. We're trying to acquire, we're trying to build an inner sanctuary, right? A Bilvavi Mishkan Evn inside of myself. A bias pnimi. I was sitting yesterday, today I was, we were running around a lot, my wife and I have a different union, but yesterday when I was learning, so I was learning a lot, a lot of Svarma Kadesh, I was learning from Mamish all day long in Chanak, you know. I was getting ready for Yantav. And I was all day looking at Maureen Nimes and Kedushas Levis, uh, and from the Balatanyan, from Nachman, and, and I was going like this all day long. And at some point, after doing this for like 10 hours, I was getting ready for Hanukkah. So I stopped and I said to myself, Maisha, look what you accomplished today. You went through hundreds of tires today. But, but then I said, but I'm still the same. I'm just as far from Hanukkah as I was before I started. I couldn't get this out of my head last night. I said, Maisha, you're just as far from... So you know a lot about Hanukkah. And if someone asks you, like the third Morei Naim on Hanukkah, you'd be able to, you know, you'd be able to, like, if it was Jeopardy, you would get the answer right, you know? But I said, but okay, that's, okay, that's, that's a good thing. I, 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 had a, I had a day that was quiet and I was able to learn. But, but what about... In other words, I'm reading about the Marshall. All this is what I'm talking about on Hanukkah. That there's no other no other time of the entire year where the Shekhinah comes all the way all the way down, right? Because the mitzvah, even though of course this is fine, but the mitzvah chachilah to light the Hanukkah and are lower than ten tefachim, right? Lower to light all the way down. And it says in the Svar Magadayshim that what that even though that even though Chazal tells us that the Shekhinah generally doesn't go beneath ten tefachim, it just it just hovers ten tefachim above the earth. Right, that's what Lubavitcher used to always say when he would give brachas. He used to always say that everything you should have this bracha. He would say it should be lamatim asaratvacha. That the bracha that I'm giving you should be in your life all the way, all the way down to your toes, not just hovering. But at Chanukah it's different. Chanukah, the Rambam, the Shechina, the Beis Hamikdash comes into our homes. This is the menorah from the Beis Hamikdash. This is the menorah from the Beis Hamikdash, and, and, and when David lights the menorah here in, in this in this house, someplace in the middle of Galus. So then all of the kaychas and all of the iris and all of the hashpayas of, of, of the hashmayim when they lit the menorah in the Bishamikdash come into this house. And that's what it says in the Svarim. In a million places, over and over and over and over in the Svarim. And then there are, there are a thousand other things that are happening with Hanukkah. And I'm and, and learning and learning and learning and I could say all these things and I'm saying, good. But then I looked at, the, at myself at the end of the day and I said, but the Shechina comes, Lamatim Masaratvachim. There's nothing like Hanukkah like the, the Beis Hamikdash is mamish in your living room. The Beis Hamikdash, the Rebbeinu Shlom comes in such a way that normally we would have to go to the Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim, and we can't even go up to that mountain because our enemies are there. And here the Rebbeinu Shlom comes into our homes, lamata masaratvach. That's what Hanukkah is. And I could be tested on that, and I could say it in my sleep backwards and forwards, all these tires. But then I said, but I don't feel the Shechina. And it breaks my heart. I, I, I can't come to terms with that. 
But I don't feel it, I don't feel that in me. I feel that I myself am the same idiot that I was before I learned all these things today. Except I know more. I, 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 I reviewed more and I, I could be tested on it. But that's not the tachlis of being a Jew. But I don't feel that. That was what you, the Svarma telling me these things. And I don't know that, where is that in me? Where is that in my Bilvavi, Mishkan Evne? Like, where is the base of in my heart that I should feel this? I mean, when the when the when the Mori Naim wrote this, when the when the Holy Chernobyl wrote this, you know the, you know the Baditchva has on Chanukah the Kedushas on Chanukah. You can go Arya Kalim if you learn the Kedushas like Chanukah, you can go Mamish Arya mind from 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 the excitement of learning Kedushas like. When the Baditchva when the Baditchva was writing those things, that's because his his pen was exp- because the heart was spilling into the pen and this pen was spilling onto the paper. It wasn't like. Let's see, what could I write about Hanukkah that might sell, you know, like 220 years from now, like people would do. It was pouring out onto the paper. And he was just barely able to contain it. And those tzaddikim who, who, who appreciate what a Kedush's life is, when they touch the Sefer, they feel like a fire burning their hands. And then, and then an idiot like myself, I could sit down and look at Kedush's life, and have a soda or water, and sit down and take a couple of calls, and say, oh, da, 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 da. and then learn the Kedush's life, and it's and then say over Kedush's life, but I'm asking about Rabbi Levi Yitzchak. It hasn't changed me at all. And I'm the same small person before I, before I read it. So that's what he's saying. We have all of the kalims. Now that I have all the Kedushas Levi's and the Mori Naim's on Hanukkah, and all the Baltani's and all the Rabbi Nachman's on Hanukkah, so now, so then what happened to me? What do I do with all this stuff? How does that, how does that make me closer to God? As opposed to just knowing more information, but how does it... And I, was, I want to be able to get into the Sefer and be that, not just to read about it. You, you understand? I want to be that. I want to be what he's talking about. I don't want to just read about it. I want to be that. Because the Kedush Leifah was that. He was writing about himself. And I want to be like that. And that's the tachlis of our lives. Liknois bayis pnimi benefesh. To acquire an inner bias, a besamikdish inside of our hearts. Shabbat Yishkin Ur Hashem, where the light of Hashem can dwell. The, 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 not to read about Lichtikai, to read about how something is shining, but to, but, to, but to actually have that inside of us. Hashem is Baruch Shema Yoda Bilavavad, the Baruch should dwell within me. Right, so now the Yitzhar comes along and says all kinds of crazy things. But look, everything the Yitzhar tells us in this, next, in this next little paragraph. Everything he writes is exactly, we know what, what's holding us back. The Yitzhar will let you learn Torah and keep mitzvahs. Just like you know the Greeks at the time of Hanukkah, they were letting us keep mitzvahs, they let us learn Torah. That wasn't what they were worried about. And I spoke a little bit about yesterday by Rabbi Nachman. They were, they, they were letting us learn. But the Greeks, the Greeks have a tremendous appreciation for learning. Tremendous appreciation for learning. Western culture, Western civilization doesn't appreciate the Torah. You can go, you can go to Rutgers and major in Bible. They don't appreciate Torah. They have no, they have no problem just learning Torah. <coughs> when we spoke about last night, by, by the Lakut Amran, by, by when we were learning last night, that's not what the, the Greeks did. No problem just learning, but they, what, what they would not allow us to, is to feel kichelik Hashem Amoy. To feel that, that what I'm learning about is not something intellectual, what I'm learning about is the story of my life. That's who I am. That they wouldn't that, that's what they're against. You can take Bible classes. 
Lashkichem Tarasecho Lahavir Mechukei Tznechet To darken our eyes And to make us to forget, and to make us forget. That's what the that's what the Yevonim wanted. Not to learn, they let us learn. Lakai mitzvahs, you want to you want to keep a mitzvah, you can keep mitzvahs, you can do this stuff as long as you do it without any feeling, as long as you do as long as you do it without any heart, as long as you do it without with thinking that it's something that's just so far away from you. It's just these, it's just some empty act that some some distant god for some for some reason beyond anything that we'll ever understand told us to do because, you know, to keep us busy so we shouldn't, you know, do bad stuff or something. Yitzhar nice one of the Mumay Tarot of Kaimitzis. The Yitzhar lets us learn Tarot. The Yitzhar lets us keep Mitzis. Ulam humalim menmenos in the Kudab Shuta. But this is what the Yitzhar does. This is what Yavan wants to do. It wants to hide from the person the simple Nakuda. Ma'atach l'shokhozeh. The Yitzhar wants to hide from you this question. What's the tachlis of my doing all these things? Why do I do all these things? The Yitzhar will let you learn Tarot and keep Mitzvahs for 120 years. But if ever you try to stop and to ask, what's the tachlis? What's my th- what's the tachlis of all that I'm doing, and how could I live with the tachlis? That the Yitzhar will, you're too busy, you don't have the time, you can't. That's that's where Yavan comes in. That's where Yavan comes in. So you understand that for that for the typical person growing up in the world of Yavan, which we all have been growing up in this place called whatever the the name is, but in this world of Yavan. So at some point, you know, you, you, if you have a son that's learning in yeshiva, at some point you, 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 you wonder, like, what's going to be with this kid? What's going to be? What's the tachlis of his life? And you get nervous about his tachlis. So the Yetzirah will, 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 will cause us to forget this nekudah pshuta. Maya tachlis What is the tachlis of my whole life? And the parent can say to the kid, if the kid says, you know, the parents say to the kid, what's the tachlis of, uh, you know, you're in yeshiva every two years, what are you doing? And the, and the kid says, no, what's the tachlis of what you're telling me? So the, the parents say, the tachlis is that you make a living. Which is true. A person has to make a living. And the kid could say, maybe the tachlis is to know why I'm living, right? To know why I'm living. There are many, many children in our neighborhood that know more about why they're living than their parents. There are many, many kids like that. When I talk to the kids, many of the kids know much more about why, why they're alive than their parents. And they're wondering why they're alive. What's the tachas of their lives? As far as making a living is concerned, that's not a contradiction. You could know why you're alive and still make a living. The, the two are not at war with each other. But a person can ask himself, how am I going to live? How am I going to make a living a million times? But not why am I living? What's the tachas of my life? Ma tachas the Yitzhar will keep us so busy and so preoccupied that we don't even we don't even think for a moment. What's the Tachlis? Rabbi Nachman used to say that it's not possible for a Jew to go to go through a day without thinking at least, at least I don't want to say the number that he said but many times during the day to stop and to think what's the Tachlis of my being alive? What's the Tachlis? Right? The Yetzirah gets us stuck in such a routine. We learn Torah and keep mitzvahs. If anybody else would do that, if we'd see somebody doing that, we think he's the biggest idiot in the world. If you'd go over to somebody who's, let's say, digging, 
see somebody outside digging. And you're watching this guy, and you've been, you've been watching him for like for the last, you've been watching the, the last 10 years. There's this guy down your block that's digging. And you would ask him, why are you doing that? And he would tell you, you know, I never thought of that. You'd say the guy's a, you'd say the guy's a total, a total imbecile, no? The guy's digging, you're watching him for 10 years, 10 years, you ask him, why are you doing that? I don't know. Have you ever thought about it? You're doing that for 10 years, I'm watching you from my window. No, you know, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Why are you doing it? I thought at some point they would tell me why. I don't know. She says, The Yitzhar will let you do mitzvahs and let you learn Torah your whole life. And, but we'll, we'll do everything we can to prevent you from wondering and stopping and asking yourself, What's the tachlis? This is the kayach on page on page chafal. This is the kayach of the Yitzhar. It's unbelievable. The kayach of the Yitzhar, who nice and them as have called, the Yitzhar will let you have everything. Even spiritual things. Chutzman Hayikah. It'll let you have mitzvahs, it'll let you have lots of learning. It'll let you go through all those Kedush Levis more names. It'll let a man, it'll let a man cover all of Shas. And all of Shulchan Aruch. It'll let a woman light, you know, her, her 10,000th Shabbos candle. And whatever else, you know, and, and to finish Tanakh, you know, 20 times and to win the uh, international Chidon or something. Whatever it is. That, you know, the highest thing that she could reach in learning. And Yitzhar will let you do all of that. And he's still giggling and laughing. Under, under, he's still laughing, Yitzhar, because one thing that he's kept you from all of these years is the ikr, is the, is the whole point of why you're doing it. That you don't think about it. Hatachlis shel hakol nechseris chasashon. Hatachlis is not there. Vim hukvar neisim l'odam l'achshav al-kach. Shal tachlis ukevis Hashem. Now if we've gotten, to, if a person already has gotten to the point where baruch Hashem, baruch Hashem, the person already knows and he's able to think about this, that the tachlis is to be close to Hashem is baruch. So he's doing better than the guy that's just digging the hole. Because now if someone stops us in the middle of doing a mitzvah, right? If someone would say, hey, why are you, why are you keeping Shabbos? You Shabbos Shabbos? You, you run home like a Michigan, right? You leave work, you, 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 you do this, you do that. You're running around the whole week worrying about Shabbos. Why? So a person can at least say the words. You know why? Because I want to be close to God. That's already a good thing. That you could say that. That's the tachlis. She says, So now the Yetzirah is giving, you've already come to the point where you've overcome the Yetzirah of total, of total uh, uh, distraction and total craziness. So you know that Kirvis Hashem, if someone stops you and asks you why are you in this world, why are you doing all the mitzvahs, Kirvis Hashem. The next step of the answer is, okay, I got a guy here that knows that the Tachlis is Kirvis Hashem. Okay, this this guy's already getting close closer to the you know he's getting closer to uh to, to the to, to the tachlis. So now what is the Yitzhar's next? What's shlav days? What's the next shlav of the Yitzhar's work? That this person already can say the words. Closeness to God is my tachlis. So then the Yitzhar will, will work very hard to make sure to hide from this person. What exactly does it mean to be close to God? He still doesn't know. So he knows the answer. Kiris Hashem. But he doesn't know what that means. Oshu Maraloi should Kiris Hashem. So like, like the guy that's digging the thing, so he's digging down for 10 years, whatever, and, and you ask him, what, so what's the tachlis? He says, no, no. The tachlis of my digging is that 
is that when I is that is that it's life is very very wonderful when I get to the other side, you know. When I get all the way down to the bottom, then it's going to be gewaldic at the bottom. What does that mean? What's gewaldic about getting to the bottom? I don't know. It's just that it's, it's gewaldic. Or here's another strategy of the Yitzhar. The Yitzhar will come and tell you, you're right, Kivas Hashem is a Tachlis, that's true. But Kivas Hashem, close, closeness to God, that's something that I can't, that can't be explained to a human being. When it happens, it's just, you know it. You'll just feel it. And in doing so, it conceals from you and it keeps you away from a true understanding of a Kivas Hashem means, which is not at all beyond their understanding. It's not true, it's a lie. Those teachers or those people who say, just do stuff and, and it'll happen to you and whatever. Or, or um, you know, you have to fast every Monday and Thursday and finish the whole Talim and you have to do all these things and that's why the Chabot Haim felt close to God because he, he fasted and said you know, all these things and, and otherwise you can't be close to God. It's just not our madrigan. Like I said before, what the Yitzhak tells you, you, yeah, yeah, the tachlis is to be close to God, and you'll have that after you die. But in this world, in this life, no human being can understand what that means and can, can really experience it, unless you're one of those people that have that chromosome, that you were born that way, that you have, you know, that just, you're just naturally close to God. So Yitzhar tells you, you don't really have to think about these things. What does it mean to be close to God? You don't have to think about it. You're right, the Tachas is close to God. That's the closest, that's true. But you can't understand it. Don't think about it. There's no point in thinking about it. God is invisible. God is something beyond your understanding. And, and, and there's, no, there's no point in trying to figure it out. And that'll just happen on its own. Closeness to God is something that takes place after you keep, at some point, and you're keeping Torah mitzvahs. You work hard at learning, and you work hard at keeping mitzvahs, and it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. So the way the person understands is that I don't know anything, I don't feel anything, but when I die, the second when I die, when I leave the world, when I leave this world, when I go to Shemayim, then all of a sudden you feel, ding, now that I've left the physical body, now I'm able to feel close to Hashem, each person according to his Madriga. He says, but the Yetzirah tells you that's not anything, though, that in this world you could be worried about or busy with. You just have to do what you have to do. But there's no Indian of in this world. If it happens while you're alive, that's, that's like a gift. And even if you don't get that during your lifetime, the second you die, then, that's, then, then, then God will give you that gift. Our Zaytis and Bobbies, our grandparents, they, believe, they believed that and they bought into it. A lot of the kids nowadays are not buying into that stuff. They're just not buying into it. You know, just keep on doing it, it'll happen. They're not buying it, they're not, they're not, they're not going to that. And, and, and before Mashiach comes, it's very hard to sell that to Jews. We're dealing with a generation that's very, very smart, and children that are much more spiritual than we, than we were when we were younger. And, and if you just tell them, just keep on doing it, you'll feel that way. You know, 
You ever get a, you ever get a, a boy and a girl, right? They go out on a date. It's a shidduch. You ask the you ask the girl how to go. She says, oh, I, I didn't feel anything. You ask the boy how to go. Says, I didn't feel anything. So then, so you know what? Try again. Yeah. He's a nice boy. You're a nice girl. Try again. So no, I'm go out. You feel anything? No. You feel anything? No. Try, you know what? Try another 40,000 times. <laughs> 40,000 times? I'm gonna, I, I don't know, I have other stuff to do. 40,000 times. No, no, you know, just go, you, you, you'll feel it. When? By the 40,000th time, then you'll feel it. <laughs> or the people that say, like, these, this boy will have nothing at all to do with each other. Have absolutely, I'm not saying that they have to be madly in love. I, I'm not from that, that whole Narish guy, that business, but... But do you feel any attraction? No. Do you feel any interest? No. Do you feel that there's any shyness? No. So what should I do? They ask the madrich. The madrich says, get married. <laughs> then you'll feel it. Yeah? And these sweet little boys and girls, yeah? Sure. Sure, they're not. Then you'll, then just like, just like me and my wife. <laughs> right. And after you talk, then, then you'll feel it. What's going to happen? You, I go, you go into the chuppah, then somebody with a gray beard says a couple of words you don't understand. He puts a cup to your mouth, you drink a little bit, and everybody starts to scream and jump around, and then you'll feel it. <laughs> Isn't that good? It's a terrific program. <laughs> the person says, okay. So then, then you get married, and you're not feeling it, and you go back to the madrich, and you say, uh, excuse me, Mr. Shadchan, Shadchan the lady, I don't feel anything. No, no? After you die, you'll feel it. <laughs> in Eilam Haba, you're going to be madly in love, you say. In Eilam Haba. It's a tachlis. But that's what it is. It's, it's crazy. The Barish will put us here. There's the tachlis in this life. Not, not after this life. In this life, that's not that. It's a different Indian. What's after this world? Yeah, who knows what? Ayn Lai Russell, like it says in public, no I ever saw it. That's not the Barish on this business, so it's afterwards. But in this world, the Baruch Hashem says, "Kevisel Kim, I want to be with you. I want to, I want mamish, I want to, I want to be with you the way that I was with Badit and with Tzadikim, mamish to dwell inside of you, and that you should, that you should feel that, and it should give you mamish, it should give you life, and that you should have an oinig by that closeness. That's what Hashem wants." She says, "So the Eitzar tells you that there's not something that in this world you could be busy with, worried about. That's not something. It's not, it's not for now." It's not your business, this Kabbalah stuff, you know, what happens afterwards. What's in Shemayim, close, to be close to God, that's in Shemayim. You just do what you have to do. The Yitzhar convinces a person, that when a person becomes curious to know, when a person is curious to know about about being close to God, the Yitzhar tells you that that curiosity is a curiosity for something that's in the distant future and it's something that's hidden from, it's hidden from us in this world. That's what the Yitzhar says. That's a lie. That's the biggest lie. And that lie is costing us a lot of Jews. It's costing us a lot. The price is, is, is becoming more and more unbearable. It's getting very expensive, this lie. Just this, to tell Jews that you're wanting to be close to God is, is wanting something that's just, you know, it's not from this world. It's something which is hidden. It would be a lot better, at least people tell the kids, I don't know, uh, and to be humble and say, I don't know, but, I, but, but you should try, 
I'm proud of you and you should try to find out, then I'll do whatever I can. I'll spend every single penny that, that your father and I have made in this world to help you find out how to be closer to Hashem. I don't know. That already is a, that's a hush of a thing to say. The Yitzhak tells the person, The Yitzhak says, you know what? Instead of you being like this curious little, funny little person that's always dreaming about and thinking about and looking for something that's in the distant future that's hidden from man's eyes, that's after we die when we're 120, instead of looking for all that kind of stuff, just, it'd be, you'd be better off spending your time just learning and doing the mitzvahs in a simple way. Don't put your head into this stuff. Don't get your head into this Indian. It's like when I always, when I, when I go talk, especially to teen, teen, uh, teenagers, you go talk to them. So I would come to speak, you know, to kids and whatever grade it was, what do you want to talk about? So I always you want to talk about Gilgulam, you know? Like, what was I in a previous life? You know? <laughs> Well, we want to talk about what's going to be when the dead come back to life. And always, what was I before I was alive, and what I'm going to be after I'm dead. It's the tachlis. Kibbutz Hashem in this life, right now. The Yitzhar says, that's not for you. That's why people, people always ask these, these questions about before I was in this world and after I'm... Because that's not a chai of anything. What does it mean? That? What does it mean? So I told you, I think I once told you in shul, I know it was this chaver, but I, I was once teaching many years ago, this is already in my sitting around 20, 22, 23 years ago at least, that I was giving a class to Israelis and Queens. This is a wild, wild group of people. Unbelievable. It was the kind of a thing, it wasn't, didn't have a certain time. It, was, it, was, it, was, it started at a certain time, but it was like, it just would go. And, and you know, these are mostly Sradish Yidin. And they have a strong hergish, you know. They're very emotional. And 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 I was and I was going. It was doing already. It was three in the morning because I remember that I called my wife a few times to tell her not to worry. And I was arguing with these four Israelis at the end. Their mamish back and forth. They were not religious at all. I was yelling back and forth, all these different things. And we're talking. I remember in, in the downstairs there on Main Street in the shul. It was it was at least three in the, three in the morning. So when I had in those days, I had more energy than now. And and this guy, I remember him, he looked like he was like seven feet, this Israeli guy, this big guy, you know, a tough guy. See, he was getting like all worked up, we were arguing, I was back and forth, and he got all worked up, and he grabbed me like by my shirt. He wasn't going to hurt me, I wasn't scared at all, you know, you see. But he grabbed me like he was so excited. He grabbed me and he said, I have one question for you. You understand Hebrew, I said to you the way he said to him, and he told me if you answer this question, then I'm going to go tomorrow, we're going to go tomorrow and buy to him. So, you remember this, I told this myself. So he said, so I said, I don't know. I said that, I started to tell him, I don't know, what you, you have a question, what are, you, what are you crazy? He said, what am I, if I don't know the answer, what are you? So he said, no, 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 he didn't go for that, you know. He said, so I said, what's your question? He said, listen to this, he says, Tagili Meizu Gilgul Aniba, right? I want you to tell me what I was in an earlier life. Who was I in an earlier life? Something, so I'm thinking to myself, what am I telling you? Shmuel and Avi? What do you mean? How do I know who you were in early life? What difference does it make? And what, how do you know if I'm right or wrong? Like I tell you. But the guy was like, he was like, he was, he was going out of his mind. And he, and he was holding on to me. He was choking me. And I said, I said to him, listen to me. And you know, in Hebrew, I told him, listen, 
אני לא יודע מאיזה גלגול אתה בא, אני לא יודע מאיזה גלגול יש שם, אבל אני יכול להגיד לך למה אתה מתגלגל. I yelled at this guy, your whole life is worthless, you're a dog, you're an animal, you live like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like an animal in the street, whatever. I was yelling at him, I don't, no, no, you can't do this down with people, you know? And, and I didn't know what it was going to be. And he, and he was the whole time looking at me like this in eyes, and holding me like this, and I was like, like a chicken. And, and, and then he put me down, he put me down at that when I was finished, and he said, okay, Sayyidah Machar, Teisha, Yotzim, 9 o'clock, I went with him the next day, We went and we bought Tilm. He lives in Muncie now. We have seven, six or seven children. So 100% from Just like this. He wanted to know the truth. He was a Hamavakish. I know he was saying a crazy thing about Gilgulim. A person, a person, when they ask him, where do I come from and where am I going? So for most nice, civilized Ashkenazim, you can't talk like that about what? About... Not, there's no tachlis in your life. Don't ask me about what you were. Who cares who you were? So what? Uh, you were anti I don't know who you were. And what you're going to be. What's enough given what you're going to be after this world? Who knows what this, that, what's the next world? We never saw it, what's going to be. That's not our business. What's the tachlis of your life? Look how you're living. What's the tachlis of your life? And he was a chosher person. And I saw he was a chashva person because he was on fire. Now like when you go, you know, for many, many years, I was always giving shirim to the more, uh, you know, to the, to the, so to speak, more civilized, you know, uh, potential balachuva. So it was always like, you know, I was giving shirim different places in, in New York, and, and non-religious people were coming. And, I, and I'd be screaming and yelling stuff, you know, for an hour and a half, two hours. And then when it was finished, When it was finished, there, there we go. <laughs> you remember, believe me, you were in Lindbrook? You remember those days? You, you used to come to Lindbrook today? You remember? So that's what am I, Leonard Bernstein or something? That's where I get to. Right. You remember those days by, 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 by Rosen's store, by Neil Rosen's uh, store? So clapping. I used to come and say my wife. She said, how's it going with Ireland there? I don't know, like... I'm talking about the tackles of life and they're clapping like, like, it was a, like it was a bowling tournament or something. <laughs> so what are you clapping about? Like it was a night out. We had this cool night out. With this. We had this, this, uh, this mysterious Hasidic looking fellow screaming and yelling at us. And it was really, it was really cool. You know, it was a good night out. That doesn't happen with the Svadim. You can't, you can't do that with the Svadim. You know, they, don't, they don't work like that. But with the American covered up, covered layers, 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 Ashkenazim, So it's, like, it's just like a night at, night at the opera. A night at the Shia. <laughs> what are you doing Wednesday night? What do you want to, where do you want to go, honey? You, want, oh, you know, I think we'll go to eat. We'll go out to eat. And then we'll go there. We'll catch the Shia. It's like, you know, what? It's a person that's the stuff. It's the tachas of all. You have to ask yourself. You're coming to Shia. What are you, crazy? Many of you have little children. Some of you have, some not, some of you have little children. And if, and if you're not with the little children at home, so you, have, you have other things that you have to take care of, a million things you have to take care of. It's, you can barely sit where you're driving. It's so foggy outside. It's the first night of Hanukkah. You should be eating lakas and spinning dreidels. And you're coming to a shir. It's not a night. It's not an evening out. It's not an evening out. When a person sits down to learn Torah, whatever it is, So the Baruch is trying to talk to us and in us and through us and through me and to you and with us together. 
of what's the tachlis of my life. And, and what do I do? And how do I feel Kivas Hashem? How can I experience Kivas Hashem? The Yitzhar doesn't, doesn't want us to think about that. That's what he's saying. The Yitzhar says, nah, Kivas Hashem. Closeness to Hashem, that's something, way, what? It's a big thing, that's a Kabbalah thing, that's not for now. The last five lines. And the Yitzhar uses many such tinnies. All of these categories, subcategories, but these are basically the tinnies that the Yitzhar uses. Shumachik that keep you away. Just to keep you out of that whole Indian of Kivas Hashem and, and thinking about it. We'll let you go to a million shear. A million shear. I asked that somebody was telling me, somebody, when I was at this, I was in, in Flapa Shabbos by Simcha, so there was somebody that was telling me that he's been going for the last eight years to a, to a certain shear. You know, it's a certain, in learning, a certain shear. He enjoys it very much. And I was saying, it's beautiful. I know he's great. I, I heard him also. It's terrific. So I said to I asked him like this. I had to see the look on his face. I guess it's after being an Ashkodesh for a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little crazy myself, you know. So I asked him. I, I'm an Ashkodesh from the beginning, actually. I, I asked him. I, I asked him. Tell me something. This shit you've been going to the last eight years. Is it helping you get closer to God? I asked him that. He said, what are you talking about? I said, you told me you love this shit, you're going for eight years. I'm asking you a question. Has it, is it helping you get closer to Hashem? He said, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you close to Hashem? What are we learning? What are we learning? What are we learning? I said, I'm asking, has it, is it helping you get closer? Can't you answer the question? So I, I suppose that I'm learning, so by learning I'm getting closer to Hashem. That's, 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 in, the, that's in this page, right? I suppose that I'm closer to Hashem. Yeah. You feel closer to Hashem after eight years of going to this fantastic shir? You feel closer to the Baruch Shalom? No, I don't feel closer, but I must be. No. Don't you think that there's something? After eight years, Kirvis Hashem. That's what we're learning about. It's a tachas of being in this world. Hashem Yibbaz he says, Hashem's Baruch should help us that we shouldn't listen to the Eitzes. We shouldn't listen to these things that the Eitzah is telling us. That we should be able to continue on with our, with our searching for what? For the answer to this question. What, which he, we, we didn't get to yet. Which is, what is Kirvis Hashem? And, and what is the derech? What is the means of, of achieving this? And that's that's what we're up to. Why don't you give us a hint? Huh? <laughs> what? Give us a little hint. Yeah, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery, right? I have a, I have a Yates heart to do that, but that's not the right way. That's not the right way. He, he's very well. Uh, you know, I went through the whole cipher. He's and it's it's unbelievable. He's very well. He had a reason, I, and I said to myself also, but he has a reason for doing it this way, and he's very smart. And the more I go over it, and the more I'm talking to other, I spoke to a few great people, very, very, very great people who are learning this. And everybody's, everybody's very, very, very impressed, more than impressed by how he's doing it. He wants it to sink in. He wants, he's, t- he's doing it in, the, in a seichel dikha way. Part of our problem is, can't we get a little bit of a hint? And he knows that. 
And that's, and that's the way Weinberg was learning Kedusha's Levy. That's what I was telling you. That's part of the problem. I got more than him. I got like a whole, I got a whole shopping cart of all these things. But it's not, it's not getting into the kishkas, you understand? And it's not, it's not, it's not b'seichel. It's not b'seichel, but, but he, he, he does start in Chavav. It starts to, it starts to, but he doesn't, it doesn't really, really until, until page Chavay. So I'm saying, I'm not saying you can't look ahead. Because okay, take the safer home and look ahead. But 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 we have to go in the seder in the right seder, and and he's not ready for us to get there yet, and we're not ready for it yet, and it's done in a very smart way. That we go, that we're moving step by step, and and Mitzvah Shem, we're going to go through the whole thing. But but I also want to respect what he's trying to do, even though I, even though my nature is to to, to uh, my wife always gets annoyed with me whenever I get like a book, I always go right away to look at. She's not like that. She's unbelievable. First of all, my wife goes on. She'll never ever read a book out of order. Ever. Even if it's a book. And I always say to her, like, it's, it's, they're essays. They're separate. She says, there's a reason why the person put it in this order. She'll never, like, go ahead to the third article. Ever. It's an amazing thing. She'll, she'll, she'll never do that. She'll never go ahead to read something. Even though it's separate, independent essays, she'll never do that. And... And she will never, ever leave a book unfinished, ever. And that's why she's, she's, she gets to unbelievable things like that. I'll, I'll run always out to see what's going on. This, and then I, then I stop to look here, and, ah, and I put it down. She'll always start from the first page. And she says that these people, are, I'm reading a book because I trust that these people have something to say, and I'm interested in hearing what they have to say. And they must have thought a long time about the order. And, I, and, and it's not right for me to go to the third, to the third article. The third essay. There's a certain mahalach, and that's she's the, she's a lip like My wife is a big lip. I mean, she comes from that mamish, and that's how it goes. You know, me all over, and she always makes fun of me. Always, she says, "What are you doing?" I get like she says, because before I go to sleep, I like to look at, at something lighter, like a sefer that's lighter, or stories, you no know, tzaddikim. So I get it, I get something new, and she sees. I'm looking here, ready. I want to see what happened before Rav Kook died. You know, like the last thing. Like I want to see what happened. And she says, "Maish, what are you doing?" No, go back and start from when he was born. Don't go where he already died. You have to go and that's this. We have to follow the say this. So we'll continue. Is it? Is it? Okay, we'll continue. Mitzvah Shem on page twelve, base.